Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And we do know that one of the most profound lessons of age is the growing awareness that many of the greatest joys in life are to be found through giving to others. That's where our guest today comes in. Genevieve Petruro has successfully climbed the corporate ladder and landed the position as the Vice President of Created Service services for a television syndicate. Yet a moment spent with a young girl changed all of that and transformed her life into one with real purpose and calling. Jennifer's joining us today Genevieve, sorry, <laughs> is joining us today to share her personal story, the nonprofit she launched, and the book that tells it all, Purpose, Passion and Pajamas, How to Transform Your Life, Embrace the Human Condition, and Lead with Meaning. It's such an honor and I'm so excited to talk with you. So welcome Genevieve. Thank you, Mary Eileen. Well, I, I do want to say at the onset of this that your book, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas, is so filled with thought-provoking ideas, life lessons, and I love what you call them, the heart of the matter, and examples of ways that we can live with greater intention and meaning. But before we get into the specifics of the book, please do share a little bit more about your own personal experience, your story, and how that encounter with that young girl transformed your own life. Sure, I'd love to. Um, I, was a, I was climbing the corporate ladder. To me, as a teenager, that's what I wanted to do. And I was the first, I'm the first of four children from immigrant dad from Italy and a mom, also traditionally Italian, and they expected all of us to get married and have kids. And that wasn't the music I was, you know, walking to. I was at a different drummer I was listening to, and I wanted that corporate life. And I pursued that, and I did that for 12 years, and I really did like it. I was single and busy and running around like you know crazy and climbing, 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 until one afternoon, for some reason, I was alone in my apartment, and I heard a voice in me, and I know it wasn't a head voice. I, I call it now my heart voice. It asked me, if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? And I was... I was really stuck cold, and in just seconds, I knew the answer. I knew, and I said, my goodness, has this voice been trying to get out and and trying to open my eyes to something I just didn't see? And I realized there was obviously something that I was missing that my parents tried to instill in me, and and that was a, a family of my own. So at that point, I thought, how can I bring children into my life? And I remembered a recent article and a news report about a child who was harmed in, in a home that, that she was living in by parents, by, well, by caretakers. And they took her to an emergency ah. shelter. And I, and I said, how can I find these shelters and let me find out more? And these were shelters that are in every city that take in from social worker and police the children that they have to remove from unsafe and worse settings. And I went and read week after week, and it just was so grounding. And, you know, I, I say I was like flying up and flitting around during my working days, and here I was sitting on the, on the ground, on, on the floor of a shelter with little kids, little eyes looking at me, you know, for hope or some connection because they were afraid where they were, where they were going tomorrow, and I was reading stories. But what happened was I decided 
one night for some reason to follow where they were going to sleep in another room, and it just I had pictures and memories of my mom's bedtime for us flooding me, oh. and it wasn't what I was seeing. I was seeing cold children, you know, huddling together on a single mattress or a futon. They were safe, and they were, you know, it was an anonymous place. No one could find them. But it wasn't a bedtime that I thought these kids are, are just, I don't know how they're going to sleep, so afraid. And I brought pajamas the next week after I asked if it would be okay, and the staff thought it would be lovely. And I started giving them out, and one little girl was so afraid to take them from me, and she was afraid of me, even though she'd listened to my stories. And finally, when she watched me give them to all the children, I went over and I tried one more time. And I said, honey, these are so soft. They're pink. You're wearing pink. And her clothes were soiled and tight. And she Uh, looked at me and she whispered, what are pajamas? And that was the uh, end of my passion for corporate America. Oh, my gosh, Genevieve. I've read your book. I had a moment to speak with you before we went on air, and I told you how profoundly it touched me. But right now when you share that story out loud, I got goosebumps up the back of my neck. What an amazing experience and how that really impacted you and turned your whole life around. Upside down. I couldn't think of anything else. How many of these children are there? And, I I mean, you never know what's going to just – pierce your heart and change things you just don't know and I felt like I had I had no control I just followed my heart you know followed the the tears I shed followed the worries I had for these kids I didn't even know and it just you know I and I can't tell you why how I found the courage to to do it because it's you know I had a lot of difficult times ahead and fearful times ahead I didn't plan anything. Um, I just kept following, following this little um, nudge. Well, and Genevieve, I do want to let our listeners know this book that you wrote, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas, you write, uh, again, about your own story, but you also give wonderful suggestions for anybody else as they go through a process like this. Maybe you didn't plan for yourself, but this is a manual and a resource for people who do want to transform their lives. And I love, to at the very beginning, you write it that you were, you know, you were creating the book during COVID and how COVID has taught us in the importance of the human connection and i just thought that was so wonderful another quote i loved is real power is to be found in the power of one another not in ourselves necessarily but in how we connect with other people it's so true you know i used to think the same thing that a lot of people think oh look at the power of one one person has an idea changes the world you know, and I thought the same thing, you know, look at Oprah and look at Einstein and, you know, look at all these singular people. Mother Teresa, of course, fabulous uh, work they, they do and did. And I thought that's, you know, that's lucky. They're blessed with that idea. But over 20 years of growing pajama program, which is what I, I called it, it just, you know, I just learned that it's not the power of one that changes things. It's the power of one another that moves mountains and moves people. And I, I want so much to spread that because especially now, you mentioned it, during what we've been through and we're still going through, hopefully ending soon, is how we need each other more than ever. 
Absolutely. And I, another thing, uh, speaking of needing one another, I think you have married a wonderful man. And another quote that really, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got all these quotes written down because, but he was the one that said, fear freezes the heart, but passion melts that fear. Wow. Yes. Yes. He he told me that. I mean, he he taught me how to meditate. And it's it's what we're all doing now. We're going in, whether it's sitting quietly with our legs crossed or just contemplating the choices we've made, it's still going in and asking our true self for guidance and trusting. And I didn't know any of that. I was, you know, I'm an A personality. You know, I, I didn't stop to look at the sunset. There'll be another one tomorrow. But he did and he does. And you know, it was, it's the universe that brings you what you need when you're on purpose. And I, and I tell that to people who, like me, were afraid, I'm not going to find what I need. There's not going to be anybody to, you know, to back me up. And it's just it's a trust issue, which takes time. It takes time. Well, and that's another thing I had mentioned in the book, that you give real practical suggestions. They're practical, but they're also, you know, very uh, – individual and and one of the things that you said about is that when you are facing a big change or contemplating a big change like what you went through the best thing to do is to meditate and ask the universe and you will get answers yes and we have to learn to listen to ourselves i don't know why we don't we listen to strangers before we listen to ourselves well, and then just checking in and awaiting answers and, you know, again, kind of allaying the fears that you might have because it's pretty doggone scary. And you also wrote quite candidly that you went through some emotional and financial experiences that were, you know, kind of shaking your faith in yourself. But then again, you turned to the meditation and the universe and were given gifts that nobody would have used probably certain. I don't mean to speak for you, but you probably didn't suggest the people you would meet and the organizations that would support you, but they did. You know, until I started telling people the story of that little girl, because I was afraid to tell people, I'm thinking about leaving this successful career and my job, and I had a mortgage to pay on my own, I thought people are going to think I'm crazy, I'll never be supported, and I didn't speak up tell anybody for a long time and I just hid, you know, suitcases of pajamas in my office and you know, left early and came in late and I racked up credit card bills because I just was obsessed. But once once I started to tell people about the little girl, people wanted to know more and they wanted to help. And it never occurred to me that what I know now is we want to share our stories and we want to rally for each other and we want to know what moves you and there's a good chance it's going to move me too. And it just, it did happen that way. Well, we've talked about that little girl, but you shared some other incredibly touching stories of of the children that you spoke with and connected with. And do you have a couple that you might want to share with us now? Some of the things that they Um, went through or you were witness to? Yes, sure. Um, I'll I'll send one that broke my heart and then one that's um, wonderfully uplifting. Um, And it's in the book. One of the the groups early on, I go to um, their group home and where they were after school, and it had been started by some nuns in New York City. And we brought pajamas. I had some friends who came with me, and we were putting them out, and there was a little boy who must have been 
six or seven, and he was sneaking in in all the little girls' pajamas somewhere. So he would run in and sort of swipe a couple from the pile of girls' pajamas and disappear and then come back a minute or two later and look around, see if anyone was watching, and swipe them. And one of the women... In his, uh, who were caring for his group and I were looking at each other and wondering what was going on. And these children had just been brought into this um, safe house. So she said, I'll find out. So she came back with this look on her face, heartbroken, and she said, they were brought in this morning and the mother was burning the, his sister with her cigarettes and her, his sister's in intensive care and he wants to make sure she gets enough pajamas. Oh, my goodness, you can imagine. Oh, I mean, gosh. oh, what a big brother he wanted to just, you know, take care of his little sister. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then um, there was a, a sweet little girl who I went to visit and brought pajamas. She was two years old, and we stayed in touch, and she would come to our reading center regularly with her group. And, she, you know, she was getting older, and it was amazing. You know, oh, my goodness, you're you're five and you're seven and you're 10 and you're going to school and she stayed with that organization caring for her and got a foster mom but stayed in that organization with her foster mom because they both needed some support and care and I invited her to speak for our pajama program 15th um, celebration 15 years and here she is 18 years old going to college stood there so poised addressing everyone who knew that she'd been with us because behind her I had a big picture of her at two years old holding up her pajamas and she just spoke about her love of reading which was instrumental to her wanting to continue to go to school stay in school and go to college and the love she felt every time she put on a new pair of pajamas that we gave her and I mean there wasn't a dry eye in the house that young lady was just the reason we we continue to do this. I can imagine your heart it must be so full and filled with, you know, these stories and it really to see that young girl see make a success of her life and want to go for things and how uh, you know, a pair of pajamas, a few stories and the other things you did had really transformed her life for the for the better in a huge way. You know, it, it I never realized the importance of bedtime and and now pajama program is good night for a good day and we talk about that and it's my mom your mom if you have children you give them so much more than a pair of pajamas and a story it's the safety and security that we know you're there in the morning no matter how if we have a bad dream no matter if we're going to have a test we're afraid of we know you're there and that bonding we can tell you anything before the lights go out that giggling, that laughing, whatever happens before you sleep makes such an impression on children. And I never gave my mom, now I can't thank her enough, every day. It's just it's amazing what that ritual, that bedtime bonding gives a child as the child grows to be an adult. 
Yeah, my gosh. Well, well, Genevieve, as I said, there's so many layers to this book, and one of them, uh, as I've mentioned a few times, actually, is real practical advice that people can grab onto uh, if they want to make a, a difference in their lives and the lives of others like you did. A couple of the things I wanted to mention first are you suggest getting a mentor. Why is that so important? Well, it, it's un- unbelievable um, how much – I feared asking for help and how much one of my first mentors gave me. And I found someone, found two. One was running this organization. She was a nun. She is a nun running an organization for children, had been, you know, twice as far along as I was, and another who is the executive director of Dress for Success. I was so afraid to call and say, I don't know what I'm doing. This is what happened to me. And can you please spare 15 minutes? And they both couldn't give enough support and help. Uh. And just to know someone's been there before you and can say to you, I know, I did it all wrong too. You know, it just makes you feel human, makes you feel connected and gives you that freedom to, to do what you need to do and know that you can pick up the phone and say, I'm stuck, or I'm having a hard day. And I had to do both many times. And only somebody who's been there, gets you, is going to be able to calm you down and talk you off the ledge. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Well, I, and two, I mean, you made a real 180 <laughs> from from yeah. the life that you were expecting to lead, being that kind of superstar with the television syndicate, to this where you are still a superstar but in a very different way. So I can see where mentors would be very helpful. Another thing you suggest that really struck home for me is that we all need to create a mission statement for ourselves. Yeah, I I absolutely I absolutely impress upon people, no matter what it is, finding your purpose is not just nonprofit. It's finding your purpose as anything you love and want to be in because you're giving back when you're doing what you love and people will be drawn to you and you're touching them. And and we all need that. We all need that emotional fulfillment from others. And it's, it's an unbelievable feeling to just be able to find your purpose. And if you're reading your purpose statement, if it's somewhere you can see it, and if you've poured your heart into it, it's a a gentle reminder on those days when you're wondering, what did I do? Can I get through it? (laughs) And it's a promise to yourself. And my husband saw me, obviously, night after night. We, We married right when I was doing this in the beginning. And again, the universe brings you who and what you need. And he wrote something for me, and he showed it to me one night I couldn't sleep. And I said, how did you know? And he said, I, I see you, and, I, and I've watched you. And that's, it's an unbelievably personal thing that you touches your heart. Oh, my gosh, Genevieve. And then the last, I wish we could talk for hours and hours, but we do have some time constraints. But I also want to mention this. I remember hearing about it years ago, but for you it was very helpful and profound, creating a vision board. Oh, yes, I have one right here. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I put Oprah on that because my husband said, what would change things early on? And I said, laughing. 
because everybody would put Oprah on their vision boards, right? If you have a business or anything. And he said, well, let's, let's envision that. And I thought he was crazy, but um, he kept telling me, kept staying on me about that. And I did, and I did, and it came to life. And I think when you feel the pictures and I teach creating your life, creating your vision board, when you let the pictures call you, you don't just say, I want a nice house and you go looking for a picture of a nice house, but you look through magazines or you think about your lifestyle and you see the pictures before you cut them out, make sure they're calling to you because it's some kind of mysterious attraction. And, you know, sports people, successful sports people do it all the time, right? They envision making the basket. They envision the touchdown. They go over and over it in their mind. And it's, it's similar. You see it comes real and it becomes now. And before you know it, things materialize and it's spooky sometimes, but there's some invisible pull when you create a vision board of what you see as your life in pictures. Well, and talking about the universe giving you uh, the whole stream of events, this is another quote, and resources open up, uh, and you, the universe is supporting your mission, but you in, ended up having, and this is among several others, Meredith Vieira, Patti LaBelle, the sh- wonderful celebrity chef Carla Hall, and you appeared on Oprah Winfrey, plus you got companies like Carter's and Target behind you. So this is real stuff. I mean, it really is real stuff. And what do you want your readers to take away? from your book purpose passion and pajamas it's never too late to find your purpose it's never i would never have thought that all of us have a purpose i never thought i had a purpose we all do i i have seen it i've mentored i've helped and supported and i've tried to talk you know people off the ledge like i always talked off the ledge and it's just it you never are too late and sometimes your purpose finds you if you talk to your heart and you ask it to talk back, it will. Oh, Genevieve, thank you for saying that because I am on the far side of 50, the feisty but very far side of 50, and I love that. (laughs) We can all make a difference no matter our age, no matter our circumstances. We just need to, you know, again, read this book, grab some of those wonderful suggestions you make, and really transform our own lives. So you have a website. Uh, Where do you suggest our listeners go to find out more about you, your work, and, of course, get this amazing book? Well, the book, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas, is available online anywhere you buy books. My website is GenevievePituro.com. And for all things Pajama Program, it's PajamaProgram.org. Wow. Well, before we have to go, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, It's okay to be afraid. Do it. There are so many of us there waiting to help. Do it. Ask for help. You will not be disappointed. You will not be alone. Oh, my gosh, Genevieve. (laughs) I got goosebumps again. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing your vision, uh, your passion and purpose, and I do urge all of our listeners out there to please check out Genevieve's website as well as her book, Purpose, Passion, and Pajamas, and let me read the subtitle again, How to Transform Your Life, Embrace the Human Connection, and Lead with Meaning. What a wonderful title you've got. And these words are going to touch you deeply. I know because they did me, and I felt quite inspired and really touched. So thanks again, Genevieve, for all that you shared with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 
Well, and until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.